Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello again and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley. And with me today, it's a thrill and a joy. My friends, Ben Rupel and... Jason Roy. Are you going to um, play the first one that we just recorded before you play this one? Last week, the one? That yeah, one? last week. Two weeks ago? Yeah. All right, because we've had certain times where I think I've, I've made references to the show we recorded earlier, but you then switch them up because you don't always do them in the same order. I don't. I try to keep it so every episode's its own thing, but... Right. And, well, this is new. This is different. Three guys, we're doing it all together. I just want to just see if the one we recorded prior was going to be actually put out priorly maybe put that one out first yeah maybe uh, you gotta Sense get the, the audience stage. yeah audience warmed up to us yeah. all right <laughs> i think they know who we are i would hope at this point but we're all together i suppose there's never been the three of us at the same time so exactly all right well we're here every other week we bring you a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music industry and their misadventures in the law breaking if you like music history murder mystery people with eccentricity like these two you've come to the right place Share with a friend, tell a relative right now, we're trying to get the elusive Alaska. No, we got Alaska. Did we? we? Did, did we? I'm assuming we got Alaska. <laughs> well, I want to double down, so if you're in around Alaska, that would really help us. Or Mexico. None of Mexico shows up on the charts. So if you know Are you serious? That, yeah. We used to, like, you know, a couple months ago, but... Tacos. Is that Mexican or a Mexican-American? Enchiladas. I feel like that's Tex-Mex. It's making me hungry, though. Molly. Let us know. Talk to us. Uh, let us know how you're doing. Find us on all the social medias, at Crime and Music, or leave us an email, feedback at crimeandmusic.com, or my favorite is SpeakPipe. You can go to our website, crimeandmusic.com. Go scroll down to the little widget. Push the button says record. Send us a voicemail message. You don't have to leave your name, nothing. Tell us you love us. Tell us uh, you sound like you got a bag of dicks in your mouth. Check a previous episode. Uh, <laughs> let us know how you feel. How you guys feeling? Glad to be here, Brian. It's Brian, right? So Brian, we thought it was. It's we were talking backstage Brian. earlier. We thought it was Brian. Brian. Thank you. I thought you were trying to cheers me from way over there. You're like, oh. I'm like, six feet, six feet. What are you doing? Break him in bubble. Um, okay, you guys ready for an episode of Crime and Music? We kind of oh, have to be, don't we? Yeah. That's why I think you do it. Yeah. 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 Speaking of poor choices, <laughs> you're going to learn about poor choices today. You're going to learn about going to court and uh, especially feeling bad for yourself. You guys experiencing these things? Go, I've, I haven't been to court in a long time. All right, so what what were the two things? Uh, no, uh, today loathing and <laughs> court. In this court episode, appearance. we're going to talk about going to court, feeling okay. bad about yourself, and poor choices. Okay, the story of Ben Rupel. <laughs> well, with that, let's guess the guest. All right, Jason, you ready? No. Yeah. No. no. Have fun with it. Hey. Okay. First question, always. All right. Do we know who this person is? Absolutely. Okay, I like that. Okay, now I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, They call him Nobby. 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 Like, nah. 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 Also known as Panos. Panos? Panos. Nobby. Nob. Pan. 
Um, let's see here. Laker boy. Laker boy? Yeah, like a Laker girl, but Laker boy. Um, Kobe Bryant. Shaquille No. Spike Lee. Uh, the Bubble. The Bubble? The Bubble. Jennifer Lopez. Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, no. Some have also called him R. Phillips. R. Phillips. Man, Nobby, Panos, Laker Boy, R. Phillips. There are people screaming into their... Well, because they already see the episode title. Uh, <laughs> still, this game is There's weird. no way around that. I don't know. There's no game. way around that. You know. I mean, you got like a solid Drake. 50 seconds. Drake. No. Uh, oh, the Greek. The Greek? The Greek. You got anything, Ben? I want a Euro now. Mouse. Oh, you went back out. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> Mouse is like, I know it. You're fucking with me I now, I think Jason. he's tripping, yeah. I swear I God. really don't. If I'm right. going to go with anything to fuck with you, you think I'll be like, Mouse. Like, That's why it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be a genius. Uh, all right. We still got some time. We still got some Nobby, time. the Greek. Uh, okay, last clue I have. I'm sorry, this isn't much help, maybe, but yogurt or yog. Yog? Yog. Oh, wow, I thought you right had there, it. Right there, right there. Oh, there's a fucking mouth. I told you. What do we do? I hit it with a mic stand. Kill it. All right. You might be Ryan, enjoying I'm, the show. I, I'm sorry. We just wow. have a fourth guest in the studio that here. Was Who, was it uh, Jennifer Lopez, you said? Uh, no, I did not say that. All right, hold on. In it, job, Nobby Nooner, Jobby Nooner. Nooner? <laughs> Wait, what'd you, what'd you hear? Do you have any ideas who they are? Oh, yeah, you guys are on time. I, I, what do you okay, got? here's my thought. It's okay. got to be a celebrity that goes to Lakers games or something. Is it? Okay, can I use a lifeline? Uh, what's your lifeline? Are you going to call somebody or? Uh, no, is it? Take away two of them. Think we what? <laughs> we oh. take away two options. Oh, okay. Uh, we have no options. Now I'm, no, now it's more vague. Yeah, to forget the bubble. And right, is, no it, is it um, an artist within the last twenty years that's had any type of creative yeah. output? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. Ten years. No, no. Okay. okay. Um, top forty, radio, easily, easily. Okay. Hip-hop? Several, several. So. Is uh, the uh, yoga is the is it Greek nationality? Is that what we're? Yeah, I, uh, Ben, Jimmy the Greek. Have you I ever <laughs> have you ever heard of Yorgios Christos Pananaitu? We were just talking about him during break. Well, Nana Muscari came up a couple episodes ago, so <laughs> it, it's it, possible. Uh, who one Here's more time? Giorgios, 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 Kyrakos, Panayaitu. Robbie Williams. Ooh, is this looks uh, like Robbie Williams? I'll give you that. Is this the Gangnam Style guy? Older than Robbie Williams. Older than Robbie Williams? Nope, not Gangnam not Style. Not Gangnam Style guy. Nope. Mm. All right, Jason. Okay, English man, older than Robbie Williams. Same sort of style. Super popular. Um, the guy Georgios that had that is his awesome... first name. What's his name? First name? Georgios. George. George. Not. Uh huh. Is the first name George? First name's George. Who's the guy that's tan? George Clooney. Dun, 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 is, okay, I think we're losing our audience. All right, I'm tapping Is out. it the guy with the awesome video with the naked chicks? Uh, possibly. It's the guy who's wearing jeans, shaking his ass. And a George Michael! Jack. Yay! Oh. George Michael! Wow! Yes! That took a I've been waiting for this there. one. There you go. Have you really? <laughs> no! Oh, dude! There I will defend go. George Michael. There you go. I agree. <laughs> I agree. We'll you get to it. No spoilers. I, no spoilers. I, we'll I'm there. worried we'll if there. I say one bad thing he about George Michael. Greek. Yeah. He was Damn Greek. It. George Michael was oh. Greek. 
Uh, inside joke, they called him Nobby. They would never explain why. Um, they call him Yogurt. I'd take a guess. Because his name, Georgios, you're supposed to say it like Georgios. Like yeah, George, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Yogurt all, or Connecting Yog. the dots now, man. There you go. And uh, I don't know why he's called the Bubble, but he did go to a ton of Laker games. Laker boy. Um, well, I don't know about our Phillips either. So these are just what the internet told me. So there you go, George Michael, everybody. All right. All right. I don't have a lot of knowledge about George Michael. But I do have one question. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it for a little while. I appreciate that. Uh, what's also awesome is George Michael. Yes, he is. All right. Hey, man. So uh, George is born on June 25th, 1963. He's got parents, Krykos Panyai II, Jack, they called him his dad, and then Leslie Arnold Harrison, uh, Panyai II, uh, his mom. I'm, well, he, I'm butchering that name. He is Greek. Yeah. His father is actually a Greek Cypriot restaurateur who immigrated to England in the 1950s. So from the island of Cyprus area. And his mother is an English dancer. So wasn't go, there go Jack. wasn't there an island in over in the Greek area that we used to talk about? The Greek islands? No, I, I think it was it. a weird name. And super super fan Michelle was there. Oh yeah, yeah. What was Ibiza. that? Ibiza. 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 And it turns out that that was just like some family speech impediment or something like that. How they say it. <laughs> All right, we've ostracized our entire Greek audience. <laughs> I don't know. Educate me. I'm open to learning new things. That was just our speech impediment. That's probably true. Uh, his maternal grandmother was Jewish, but she married a non-Jewish man, raised her children with no knowledge of their Jewish background because of uh, fear of World War II and stuff like that. So uh, Yogurt spends most of his childhood in Kingsbury, London, in the home his parents bought soon after his birth. He attended Roy Green... Row Row. R-O-E. Roe Green Junior High School and Kingsbury High School. While he's there. Nope, not yet. Yogurt has two sisters. Yoda, she's born in 58. And then Melanie, she's born in 1960, but uh, she dies in 2019. Spoilers. Uh, oh, oh, oh. I miss that. There you go. While in his early teens, he's, uh, the family moves to Radlett. That's also still there in England. There, Yogurt attends Bushy Meads School in Bushy. So you're calling George Michael Yogurt the whole entire time? Yeah, his name's Yogurt or Yog. Okay. That's what his family calls him. Yog? Yog? Yog. All right. A couple of Yogs and Yogurts in there. Uh, well, young Yog is at school at Bushy. He befriends a kid named Andrew Ridgely. That, Wham! That <laughs> early in their childhood? Yup. Yeah. Uh, well, Lennon right. and McCartney, I mean, they knew each other from school. It's yeah, true. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's, they, they stuck, they had a lot of stick to it in that mm-hmm. Just Same with O Town. That's same how with O Town. And much like O Town, they all had the same career ambition of being professional musicians. All right. So we got a quote from Andrew Ridgely quote, It wasn't George Michael that walked in that classroom, it was Georgios Kokorios Paitiatu. And uh, there's a long way for both of us to go between that day and George becoming George Michael. His family called him Georgios, which sounded very similar to Yogurt. So his nickname was Yogurt uh, for a very short while. And then we knew him as Yog. One of the weird nicknames that we had, uh, we still call Rat Rat. Rat, yeah. And He's I got don't. a long Polish last name. That's why I'm not saying well, all that. I don't call him that that often. But when I talk to people we grew up with, at, like you know, people that maybe don't hang out with Ryan at that often. That's how he's referred to. Rat. Yeah. Rat. 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 Hey, how's Rat doing? Right. Like, yeah, but then when I see him, I say, "What's up, Ryan? What's up, Dick?" I'm gonna have to beep his name out, I suppose. Why? Is he gonna give us permission to use his name? It's we can say the word Ryan. 
and rat. We just had a you mouse in the studio. Ah, oh, you're right. In its entirety. Yeah, so there you go. I can't even All say right. his last name. It's See, Polish. It's, it's poetic that we had a mouse and rat. Now we're talking about it. Yeah. It's right. a little spirit animal. It all comes around. It's a, it's a revolution. Um, so, yogurt. He's, he's busking. Yo, yo, yogurt. I want to say it like yogurt. I just don't know how to. Anyway, Yog is busking out in the uh, London underground by the trains. Jamming his guitar and him and, and, and Ridgely are out there performing songs as 39 by Queen. That was I what? knew that, actually. <laughs> that was the name? Their ne- the name? Uh, the song is called After 39 the by song Queen. 39, which was a 1975 um, Queen album, uh, Night at the Opera, which was followed up by A Day at the Races. And this is going to come back together, Brian, so don't think I love that. it. Uh, That's a... So, anyway, so both those album titles are also titles of Marx Brothers movies, right? Day at the Races, uh, Night at the Opera. So 39 is Brian May wrote the song. Is it the fifth song on the album? I'm not sure. So that's the song they're singing. It's 39. It, yeah. It, okay. In the year of you know, yeah, that yeah, one? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what that song is about? Oh, no. here we go. Okay. And I just found this out like a couple years ago. And I'm Drop a big egg of knowledge on my head. Right. Oh, it's Sorry. awesome. No, it's it's you would consider it almost like sci like sci-fi folk. And what it is is an astronaut goes up into space and with Einstein's theory of relativity, which is, you know, like time and, you know, he goes he's really up there fast. For, he up, so he's up there. He no, wait, back. can we go back to the Einstein, explain Einstein's theory of relativity real quick? Yeah, let me, um, <laughs> hold on. I don't think I fully grasp it. I'm kidding. No, go ahead. He's, he's talking about is like the faster yeah, so, you go, the more time yeah, slows yeah, down. Exactly. Basically. So, um, the astronaut is up in space for a year and then he comes back to earth and he finds that everybody that he's loved, like his wife, has passed on. His children are they're old and dead. older than he is, yeah. and that's uh, the line in the song. Like, oh my life, wait, older but a year. That one. So oh, my it's life, like still Futurama. Ahead. Pity me. Yes, boom, boom. he's fried. Yeah, and Brian May wrote that, and it was, um, he wrote that. He was Buddy Holly. Was it Skiffle? What do they call that? Brian was, uh, May, the guitarist Bri- of Queen. Yeah, you know, well, Buddy Holly, Skiffle. Like, what do they call that? His guitar stuff. Uh, Buddy Holly. Is it? Anyway, so let me tie it back together. So, um, <laughs> let's make this bow. Queen uh, actually got invited to go to Groucho Marx's house, and they performed an acapella version of 39 six months before Groucho Marx passed away. Wow. We should also explain that Brian May became an astrophysicist after retiring from Queen. Solar dust clouds is what he had his PhD in. Really? Yeah. 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 He does an Oxford address. Um, Oxford University as wow. Dr. Brian May. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. When when we have to have a, a, a in-house queen guy, yeah, that's Jason. That, yeah, he's a content yeah, expert got, queen. We absolutely. got Jason on that. Yeah, he's like, got the, the four-hour yeah. BBC episodes. He's got them on audio. And so he listen to them all. Yeah. So sidebar. <laughs> Sorry. Off was, the sidebar. It's gonna happen. Let's do so, it. So back in the day, I mean, Jason and I knew each other from uh, high school days, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and years then old. many years later, we were both. We found ourselves working at the same company. Yeah. And Jason worked in the assembly department. Where that was probably the more fun place to work in that place. Yeah, that was not Matt for those jobs. <laughs> no, well, he would have his boombox back there, <laughs> and just would have Queen Balleri. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. But honestly, though, like that was, I think, you know, I, I think I like to, I like listening to eclectic music more than was, one genre. That was like in, and the I think, and hands late down, 90s? Queen was because of that. No, because you er- listen early two thousands. So I mean, yeah. I, you weren't listening to it. Oh, I mean, I we're not that old. We weren't listening to it when it first came out. No. You were blaring Queen back Hell yeah. Then. Everybody liked it. Yeah, yeah. It's Even Terry. Yeah. You ever heard George Michael's Somebody to Love? Uh, that comes Queen. up, but yes, it okay. sounds good. I'm really restraining myself, Brian. I appreciate so, you know. that. So <laughs> Can I you want... mention his sister passed away? I'm like, I know all about I that. Didn't wanna, I didn't want to tip you off was. too much. 
So he's got an amazing voice, though. That's the thing. Oh like, my god! It, it, it's I know, like people think of the '80s and they think of like that decadence and that kind, you know, like the visual, the puffy shoulder pads and bad hair and blah blah blah. But and I know a lot of attention goes to like Michael Jackson and Prince and Madonna. But if oh, who had great voices? But George Michael, musician. though. But like that guy had soul to his voice. Like he could, his range was insane. Even when he. There was talk of him even taking over for Freddie Mercury. Oh wow! Like I mean, he was just so and well, very generous. And I'll, I'm sure. Hopefully I was like, don't get there just yet. Yeah, don't get there just yet. That's almost tragic. Like, now, with all that said, would you believe he started in the music business doing what? What was his first job in music? Um, changing the microphone covers. Ooh, roadie, close. Jason, what do you think his first job in music was? Okay, do you know? Oh. Uh, is it studio based? Uh, no. This oh, is live performance. Like, what did he do when he he went out and performed for people? Backup singer. No, he actually started as a DJ. Spinning the one twos. You got it. He was playing at, <laughs> playing at clubs and local schools around Steve. Bushy, Stanmore, and Watford. So he had like the local tri area, and he's he's the DJ man. He's a DJ kid. Well, that makes sense because if you look at some of his later stuff, right when his That's fame great. it kind of. He wasn't at that echelon that he was, but you look at like his later stuff and it heavily DJ influence. I mean, there's you know the videos and it's it take place at, like dance clubs and everything like yeah. It's dude, I can see that. Here's another thing you're gonna love, Jason. This was wait. followed by the formation of the short-lived ska band that George was in with uh, Ridgely Yogurt and Ridgely are in the Executive. They're in a ska band. So yep, him and his really. Uh, <clears throat> it's got Andrew Ridgely. It's got uh, yogurt. It's got yogurt's brother Paul, a dude named Andrew Lever, and David Mortimer, later known as David Austin, all in the band, the Executive Ska what Band. Year? What year? Ba, 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 ba. Oh God, I guess we're in uh, the Late. 78, 80. Makes sense because that's when the Clash came out and they were doing like Rudy Can't Fail and they were oh pulling. love that. You know dude. what I mean? Oh my God. So that's like the, like the Rude Boy thing and yep. pulling from yeah. England had a good ska scene going, man. Yeah, they did. That's for sure. So, but Hi, right. how you doing, everybody? <laughs> Not a ska I'm fan. I'm listening. Do you, do you like ska? You know what we're talking about? Ska I, music. I, I've heard the word ska. <laughs> it's when they got like a. I feel like you're missing something. You should be saying more of a word. You say like ska. Let's give you tape. Ska or okay, ska uh, or something. You know. Don't like, I feel like, like the specials. Uh, I've been jamming Catch Twenty Two. Real big fish. There you go. That would be it. Dude, I'm on board. I'm totally on board. All right, Ben's in. Uh, well, uh, right now, we're going to transition out of Sky. What comes after Sky is uh, 1981. Yogurt forms a duo, wham, with Jason. Uh, with Jason. As Jason. <laughs> you called it out earlier, but no, him and Andrew originally formed the uh, pop group, wham. And Andrew admits that the name of the band was only ever supposed to be temporary. They didn't actually want to call it Wham. Uh, we got a quote from Andrew. He says, quote, the name came from the Wham Rap, which is one of their songs. Uh, but quite quickly, uh, we realized that the that it was going to be a catchy name and call ourselves it. So it kind of stuck. They have an exclamation call. point in the band's name as well. Calls ourselves it? Calls ourselves it. That's what it says right here. Calls ourselves it. He's English, man, or British. They do a British accent. I, I don't do accents when Ben's in the room. Do your Bill Cosby. What do you mean you do that? You always do that. Ben, turn around. Close Good your eyes. Job. Ben, close your eyes. Who was your mouse? No, Brian. Read <laughs> So The I, name came from the Wham Rap, but quite quickly we realized it was going to be quite a catchy name to call ourselves, so it stuck. You have the English accent of Andy Bernard, <laughs> which is great. He's English an endearing, endearing character. I like That's it. my Keep Andrew Ridgely. You, like you like so that? So the All name right. Wham. Yes. Exclamation point. Wham! Exclamation point. Yeah. Is not, and this was late in my, uh, recently, 
Okay. The Wham, okay. they came on TV, and my wife and I were watching them on TV or something. It was a reference. And, Judah Bug. And I said, do you know you know where the name Wham came from, right? And I'm, <laughs> oh, all right. Did you do what I think you're going to do to your oh, wife? Oh, boy. Here we so go. So get ready for it. <laughs> yep. I, uh, no, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And she goes, no. And I said, you don't know what Wham stands for. <laughs> and she says, no. I go, it's we homosexuals are misunderstood. And she looks at me, because I always will say things that sound really stupid, but are real. Really? And I, in my head, thought I was serious. That's what I thought it was. Probably from something that was said in fourth grade. <laughs> More than likely. And we all know, if I believe something, it is God. That's how it happened. So, yes. And so she says, uh, and everybody's going to like where the story goes, because I'm wrong in the end. But, <laughs> so, Clearly. And she goes, no, it's not. I, <laughs> yes, it is. I said, all right, let's Google it. And so I said, Siri, Google, wham, what does it stand for? Oh, God. Everybody's waiting for them to go off. Look at their phones. (laughs) (laughs) I looked for like a good two, three seconds. I couldn't find nothing. And I admit it. I'm like, I guess that's not what it stands for. A little pillar of my childhood was torn down that day. Well, I found out. I uh, did think that was what it stood for. I also found out. um, It's not. You know why um, scuba divers? Um, when they are going to the water, why they go backwards? I've heard this one. Because if they go forward, they go in the boat. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. All right, we got our dad joking for this. Hey! <laughs> wow. You know what the Buffalo said to his kid when he sent him off to college? I do not. What? Bye, son. <laughs> wow. This is great. Brian, you got any dad jokes okay, over there? I, I, I don't. Uh, uh, what's the difference between beer nuts and deer nuts? Uh, beer nuts cost you about two fifty, and deer nuts are under a buck. All right, we got them all hey. in. There we go. We're we can, ready. We can continue. Continue. Nineteen eighty-three. The band's first album, Wham! That is fantastic. Reached number one in the UK. Produced a series of top ten singles, including Young Guns, Wham! Rap, and Club Tropicana. That was in eighty-three. Eighty-three. I think that's when I remember him. Yeah, did the be- that was beginning of MTV. Was that your Deborah Harry phase, uh, Ben? When you hit, I'm price? still in my Deborah Harry. Phase. <laughs> Who's not in a Deborah Harry phase? Yeah, uh, Blondie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you say that because you know yeah, something? Like, yeah, it was like one of your first crushes, wasn't it? Shut up, crush. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a punch. I'm gonna. I'm going swinging. My parents made fun of me for that. Wow, really? Yeah. Why? Call her. Listen. Call they me. knew. Call they me. knew. Like. You know, when I was a kid, and when she come on, I'd be like, ah, oh, that pretty girl on TV. Ben's looking weird at the TV again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's this down here? Oh, what the hell's going on? And my mom and dad knew I liked Blondie, and they would make, they're like, oh, Ben's girlfriend's on TV. Oh, my God. Like, I specifically remember watching her on Saturday Night Live, and my mom going, oh, Ben's girlfriend's on <laughs> TV. I'm like, shut up. That's I'm five. I don't even know what that means. Jeez. Well, tell about Nancy McKeon, Ben. <laughs> Isn't that Joe from uh, yeah. Facts of Life? Yeah. Wow. You had a type. I don't know. Oh, I, she was the she was the mechanic girl, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't like she, she was blonde. She was the blonde. The Blair was the blonde. I know. I like Blair. Wow. She was a, I like Blair. She's a tight ass. I agree. I like whatever. Blair. Oh, she's bougie. Well, all right. Much like Blair, Nancy McKeon, and Blondie, their second album, Make It Big, reaches number one on the charts in the U.S. singles. Uh, from that album included Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, number one in the U.S., Jesus. Freedom, 
everything she wants and careless whisper whisper which reached number one in uh, nearly 25 countries including the uk and the u.s and was yogurt's first solo uh, effort as a single so now he's done a single he's going solo instead the of sax ram. on that uh, careless whisper oh yeah so great it's so great let's get on careless whisper do some it's about what I expected. <laughs> December 1980. Yeah, right. That's true. Uh, Touche. Do an English saxophone. <laughs> That's like a clarinet. I can't. Yeah. December 1984. The last, uh, the single "Last Christmas" was released. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. You know that one. The very the next day, you took it away. away. This year, Wait, save no, me was from that a tears. Christmas song? Give me to someone special. Special. Let, have you not heard that a million Once? times? Yeah, I have. But okay. is it? I, I ask if it's a Christmas song because I feel like they played it all the year long. The video is in a cabin at Christmas. The song is called Last Christmas. Listen, we couldn't all afford MTV <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> you couldn't afford Christmas? <laughs> oh, I think that one hit home. What? <laughs> oh, you got sad and quiet for a minute. I'm sorry. Single tear. <laughs> I wake up sad and quiet, Ryan. <laughs> with a single tear. Oh, wait. No, that's when I get off the phone with you. Oh, hey. Wow. <laughs> Makes my day, Brian. No turn on each other, guys. Same team. Same team. <laughs> same team. Same team. Okay, right there. Same team, 1985. Yogurt receives his first of three Ivor Novello Awards for a Songwriter of the Year from the British Academy of Songwriters, Composers, and Authors. Those three can come together, so can we. (laughs) November 1984, Yogurt joins the uh, other British and Irish pop stars of the new era to form Band-Aid, singing a charity song, Do They Know It's Christmas? Yeah. For famine relief in Ethiopia. Was that the same, uh, who was the guy that? Organized um, farm aid, live aid, live aid. He, that's the same guy, right? They did. I believe it is. Yeah, he's the aid guy. Which is, is that, weird name? Is band aid? Oh no! So, is we are the world where you have like is the video, or it might be do they know it's Christmas? They have like all these celebs, and then Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah, he's a musician. Stevie we've, Wonder, we've you have Bob this. Dylan, you have Cindy Lauper. That's hilarious. You have Michael Jackson doing his thing. Then Dan Aykroyd isn't. Is that it, We Are the World? Or I think it's We Are Christmas? the World. Is yeah, isn't We Are the World the one where Stevie Wonder catches the microphone falling? That's correct. Ben doesn't believe really? Stevie Wonder's blind. If you've listened to the show before, we've covered this. Well, he was this. on a Super Bowl um, halftime show and... Driving a car! He was driving a car! Driving a car. Perfect. You Shaquille might be O'Neal has a bit where I don't think he's bullshitting. No, it's 100% real. I've listened to your <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal clip. He and thinks the earth is flat. Well, most of it is. Shaquille O'Neal is a flat earther. To, oh, is he really? I yeah. was just kidding. I was like, till you get to yeah, the no, ice. So that only lends credence to his theory. Thank you. <laughs> if we get past the ice wall, damn you, N, then we'll know Stevie Wonder's blind or not. I believe <laughs> that Stevie Wonder. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. I don't. Really? I, 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 he's, he's blind. I don't think he's, uh, he's, he's a little blind. Actually, Jason, when you look into it. I'm not old. I'm fine. serious. When you do, when you look into it a I little bit. I don't see it, Brian. There's about 12 or 15 incidences of uh, questionable uh, sort of actions on Stevie Wonder's part. You're like, wait a minute. Why would you just reach out and stop that woman from tripping if you didn't? You know, see her trip. He's like Daredevil. His other well, senses that are heightened. You got me on that one. That's true. We still talking about Stevie Wonder? I guess we are. We were talking about Last Christmas. Is um, this guy only do Christmas songs? <laughs> so far, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's it. That's cool. Uh, Last That's Christmas cool. by Wham's at number two. Yogurt donates the royalties to the Last Christmas to Ethiopia. Like He's really helping out the Ethiopians. They all did it. Well, right. But him and Wham did the extra effort and did their own song. So they did two, he did two Christmas songs for Ethiopia. All right. Is it, is it good there now? Where? Ethiopia. 
I haven't heard about it in a while. So, so they did it. Might have. Nailed it. Good there job, go. guys. If it's you're in awesome. Ethiopia listening, I am dead serious. Shoot us a message. Let us know. Um, message, message and let us know. Is it better there now? They, they're still trying to get clean water. But is it better? I mean, they started from really bad. Started is it at better? the bottom. Now Did we're here. they do good? Did George Michael? Help? Oh, I think George Michael helped oh. him. Yeah. Ethiopians love yogurt. <laughs> they can't get yogurt, Brian. I, I that was an honest question. I don't know. You guys want to talk about Christmas songs? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we do? Something about do e- Ethiopians at Christmas. Oh God. Uh, so yeah, George Michael saved Ethiopia. Oh cool. <laughs> at Christmas, apparently. <laughs> Coincided with Christmas, much like Jesus's birth, that lined up nicely. And uh, okay, now we're here. Right, back. July 13th, 1985, Yogurt sang, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me with Elton John at Live Aid at Wembley Stadium in London. And that was a big one. That was a big one. That He did that later. Um, it's on YouTube, and he sold it as a, it was a release as a single. Yes. Yeah, and he came out, it was like maybe, what, late 90s? He's like, uh, yeah, it is, it's like Elton 90s. John. And Elton John comes out and just nails it. <sighs> it's so good. Everybody's yeah. big. Yep. Well, okay, he wasn't just singing with Elton John. He's also, <coughs> sorry, Michelle, Karen, that's for you. 1985, uh, he also contributes background vocals to David Cassidy's hit, The Last Kiss, as well as Elton John's song, Nikita, and Wrap Her Up. I don't know those ones. No? <laughs> Yogurt. Yeah. I think Last Kiss. Oh, where, oh, where can my baby be? That's a, every time you hear Last Kiss, that's for a song title. Yeah, well, that wasn't, that was Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam covered it. Yeah. But it was from... David Cassidy, actually. Was it? Yeah, really? really? Yeah. No. That's what it is. That's what it says. Finally, That's the original. David. Yeah. No. They, they, Pearl Jam didn't write it. David Last Cassidy. Last Kiss Thanks song came out. That predates David Cassidy. Oh, I, yeah, no. You're, I know what you're saying. It's like an old blues yeah. uh, standard like that. No, yeah, okay. right. But he had a hit with it before everybody. Okay. Like, it was his turn, and then it goes on to Pearl Jam, and then it goes on to, yeah. you know, so like that. So, oh, and then, um, right. what is it? Uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me? Yes, Elton John. Uh, B-Side, Me First in the Gimme Gimme's cover. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That is really awesome. good. You are really not good. kidding. That's true. That's a rocker. If you guys like want to redo cover songs, me first in the gimme gimme. That's how you do it. Oh, it's the best. So anyway, what we're talking about uh, uh, yogurt here. He's doing background vocals for those people too. So like, it's like, oh wow, your song sounds really extra good because your background singer is friggin' George Michael. So uh, yogurt cites Cassidy as a major career influence. Um, and uh, Sean Cassidy, uh, David Cassidy, Who's Sean Cassidy. David I I played didgeridoo. David's brother. I would assume. April 1985, Wham tours China, which is unprecedented because a lot of people, China wasn't letting Western people over there. It's the first time to visit China by a Western popular music act. It generated worldwide media coverage, much of it centered around Yogurt himself. And so he got to go unfettered around China? Yeah. Yes. Wow, you can barely do that today. That's correct. Before Wham's appearance in China, many kinds of music in the country were forbidden. So they're like, you can't be listening to this. We're China. Yeah. Communism rule. They're not better any better today. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't listen to our podcast in China, I don't think. If you're there, let us know. Uh, but yeah, it's very strict on the censorship and stuff. The band's manager, Simon Nippier Bell, had spent 18 months trying to convince Chinese officials to let the guys into China. Man, he was campaigning for that, wasn't he? He really wanted to What was the push? Better. Just the notoriety being the first in China? Or... Spread the music, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what they wanted to do. Different cultural yeah. influences. Nixon open in trade relations with them. Well, they wanted to be the trade relations of music. And they did. They got in there. The audience included members of the Chinese government, Chinese television presenter Ken Lu Jun, 
Uh, he's on stage. He spoke about Wham and a historic and uh, their historic performance. He said, "Quote: No one had ever seen anything like that before. All the young people were amazed, and everybody was tapping their feet. Of course, the police weren't happy, and they uh, were scared that there'd be riots and stuff. But uh, there riots. weren't. Riots are not a problem. It's not a thing that happens a nah. lot. There was one I yesterday. No, uh, no, don't date the show. Shh, quiet. Sorry, quiet." Wham performed their hits uh, with scantily clad dancers and strobing disco lights. Yogurt tried to get the crowd to clap along to Club Tropicana, but as he said, quote, They hadn't a clue. They wanted, uh, they thought I wanted applause, and they gave it politely. And then some Chinese uh, officials are like, uh, They wait, they got the half of it. You want us to clap? Okay, I see. So we had to kind of, they weren't used to rock concerts. The, and they stuff. don't know yeah. when, when, when the rocker does, and this, this is like, yeah, you know, like, there you go. No, that's. No, but Thank when you, you put your hands above your head and you do this, yeah. that means clap. Come on, go, go. They were just like, yeah, okay, we're clapping for you, guy. I don't. All right, all right. By the way, you're weird. George Michael. It's a pretty good George Michael you're doing. Oh, yeah? But it's an no. even better David Beckham. <laughs> Bex, I like it. I'll take that. A UK embassy official said in China, that, uh, said, quote, there was some lively dancing, but that was almost entirely confined to the younger Western members of the audience, end quote. Western Western members. Well, I assume that some like of the Russians. Uh, maybe. All right. There you go. That'd be northern in China, but uh, with the success of Yogurt's solo singles, "Careless Whisper" and "A Different Corner," rumors of an impending breakup of Wham intensified. So he comes off this China thing, and then it's like, oh, weren't Wham was real big right then? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was they were big. I mean, they didn't. And they, it, all right, we'll get there. They Are you didn't know why really they broke up? up? Did they? Well, there was. All right, we'll get there. Right, uh, Ryan. 1986, the duo officially separates after releasing a farewell single, The Edge of Heaven, and a farewell compilation, The Final, their third album of music from The Edge of Heaven was released in North America and Japan. They were still friends, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, They were in a relationship. Oh, you mean buddies? Yeah, they've been friends since high school. Buddies? There's... All right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay. It's common knowledge. Everybody, put the cards up, Brian. (laughs) It's going to be a minute. Okay, so. Side So real quick. um, So we've been doing this. (laughs) We've been doing this podcast for a little while. Two and and a half years. Yeah. I fucked your guys' rhythm. So we we kept doing it. And and Jason's like, dude, I love you guys. Let's do. If you ever need something. There were a couple times that I couldn't do it. Jason came in. He did it. And so now there's a three-person podcast. Three-way. Three, yeah. And so Brian, uh, Brian's like, hey, an idea. You want to do uh, uh, all three of us on a podcast one time? I'm like, man, that's uh, that might be, yeah, yeah, we could do it. I think us, we could probably. Did you guys end up doing it? <laughs> and and so, it, and I, I know Brian had the conversation with Jason, and he had a conversation with me, and like, yeah, and then it became a big deal with trying to schedule us all three where we could be th- in the studio at the same time because we already tried the remote crap. That didn't work for us. Uh, not so great. I mean, it was <laughs> better than w- look back at some of the COVID casts. So oh. anyways, um, Brian pushed for it. I mean, he pushed for it. He, he was an advocate. I think he's regretting it right about I now. don't remember <laughs> this, but okay. Like, here's, here's the thing. Like, you know, I, I, I you know, kind of come and go out of the fray, you know, the last couple of years is, you know, especially, and then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it'll be fun. But it's amazing, like, like that. Like, just back to the days of watching wrestling in the basement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, 
Now Brian has to fight for control of the podcast. I show. let go. The inmates have actually. taken control yeah. of the asylum. No, the inmates are running the asylum. That's for sure. But, <laughs> this is yeah. why we're not on video. God, pull your pants back up. Ben. All right, so 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 George Michael and Brian May are buddies. What the hell are you talking about? Possibly, just like Men's Warehouse bought Auto World. Then <laughs> we don't know. I saw a commercial one time. All right, <laughs> totally happened. That's awesome. And we're back. We're good. <laughs> hey, whatever you and want to do, man. we're back. Uh, June 1986, the Wham! Partnership ended officially. Uh, I already read this part. 1987, at the beginning of his solo career, Yogurt releases, I Knew You Were Waiting for Me, a duet with Aretha Franklin. Are you serious? It's a bold choice for your yeah, man. debut. Huh. It scored number one on both UK single charts and US Billboard Hot 100 upon its release. Yogurt and Aretha Franklin won a Grammy Award in 1988 for Best R&B Performance, Duo, or a Group with a Vocal for the song. I've had to hear this before, right? I would imagine, too. I couldn't I place it either. I can't put a finger on that one at all. No. Aretha, Urethra, and George Yogurt. Michael? Yeah, man. Yeah. There you go. The cars say it, dude, so it's got to be true. It's written. It's, it's, on, a, it's, on, the it's cards. on a three by It's on a three by five. It's written three times on the internet. I put it down here. So there you go. All right. If it's on the internet, it's got to be true. 1987, Yogurt releases his debut solo album, Faith. Yep. Gotta have faith, faith, faith. That song, I think we've Gotta right. have faith. Baby. Baby. Mid-1987, the first single released from the album is I Want Your Sex. I, I just think of The Office with the faith. Yeah. yeah the, the, the episode of The Office, uh, Brian, Brian, Radio for Two again. Brian, yeah, Brian, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Was Father Figure on that album? Uh, I do not have that listed, but Father, that's possibly. That whole entire album just reminds me, because we're probably all same. I mean, we're all the same age now, so we're all the same age then. Interesting how that works. Yeah, I know, math, huh? But the maths for our British That's probably listeners. about the age where we all started listening to music. And picking Correct. And yeah. picking our own shit. Yep. Yeah. And that, that was very popular, the whole entire album. So it it invokes memories. Yogurt noted that everybody's like, hey, your video's kind of sexy. He argued that the act was beautiful, that the sex was monogamous. And he recorded a brief prologue for the video where he said, quote, Say sex. This song is not about casual sex. And actually, they leverage that. They started using that for a um, uh, like protected sex and like campaign and. Oh, there you go. Yeah, a little, little public education. Yeah, that's nice. A little PSA after the kids got home from school. The more you know, then a star went by with the rainbow behind it. Dun, dun, dun. One of the more racier scenes involved yogurt writing the words "explore monogamy" on his partner's back in lipstick. That was the, that was, that was like racy. The, the racy part. Whoa. Well, it was confusing because it was a three-way. Three ways are confusing. I will give you that. You would know. I'm in the middle of one right now. (laughs) (laughs) Some radio stations played a toned down version of the song called I Want Your Love. I want your uh, kisses. The word love replacing sex. I want your love. (laughs) I want your love. I want your love. Love. (laughs) That's awesome. That's a good George Michael. I want your love. So when I want your sex reached the U.S. charts, like the Stephen Hawking voice, <laughs> the robot. Don't forget I want the, your, I want your love. When it reached America, U.S. charts, American Top Forty host Casey Kasem refused to say the song's title, referring to it only as the new single by George Michael. I want your kisses. Here's the new single by George Michael. That's like Casey Kasem. Yeah, he's from Flint. I'm Casey Kasem. Brian? No. Yeah. Casey Kasem. Is. Oh, Brian. Casey Kasem. From we Flint? both are. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. No, I'm thinking 
who's the guy in New Year's? Uh, no, Casey Kasem's like from Clio or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah he, oh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I was going to say. The, wow. You got to make that connection. It always comes back to Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Every time. Man, I love that. Uh, in the U.S., the song was sometimes listed as I Want Your Sex from Beverly Hills Cop 2, since the song was featured in the soundtrack of the movie. Did you like that movie? Beverly Hills Cop 2? Yeah. Not as much as Beverly Hills Cop 1. Okay, that's the right answer. Yeah. They're doing a third one. That's gonna be a oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. And coming to America, too. And apparently, Meet with the Eddie, Clumps. With Eddie Murray? Five. Hmm? Yeah. Eddie's got to eat, dude. Uh, let's see. Despite censorship and radio play problems, <laughs> much like ourselves, I Want Your Sex reaches number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 Heart, number three in the U.K. October 1987, the single... Second single, Faith, was released. Faith becomes one of his most popular songs. 1988, the song's number one, Billboard Hot 100, for four consecutive weeks, becoming the best-selling single in the U.S. The song was huge. It's huge. It also reaches number one in Australia, number two on the U.K. charts. How did you do in Alaska? Uh, that was the America, so it's number one. Okay. The video provided some definitive images of 1980s music industry in the process. Uh, yogurt. It's got shades, a leather jacket, cowboy boots, and the Levi jeans playing his guitar. Near the, yep, near the jukebox. So, cowboy boots with the uh, steel tips. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's how it starts out. That's what you want. Tapping his foot on it. October thirtieth, Faith is released in the UK and in several markets worldwide. It tops UK album charts. US has fifty-one non-consecutive weeks at the top, uh, top ten Billboard two hundred, including twelve weeks at number one. Jeez, man, that's huge. so he was killing just- it. Yeah. Just the whole like for yeah. a year. Oh, yeah. That was a huge song. Yeah. Uh Jason brought this up. Father Figure comes out. Uh One More Try comes out. One Monkey comes out, reaching number one in the US. All of those. Faith is certified diamond by the RIAA for sales of ten million copies in the US. To is date, that what is that what diamond is? Is ten million? Ten mil, yeah. Ten mil. To date, global sales of Faith are more than twenty five million units. The album is highly acclaimed by music critics, describing it as quote superbly crafted mainstream pop rock masterpiece. One of the finest pop albums of the eighties. In our Nailed culture, it. in our culture, all good critique comes from English people. It's true because they speak proper. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean we got Simon Cowell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what oh, they are. Okay. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see yeah. what you're doing. I think I could beat Gordon Ramsay in a hamburger cookoff. I don't believe that a hamburger. No, cook-off? no, no. I'm, yeah, yeah. Hamburger specifically. I've seen him make a hamburger. I, I believe think. you believe it. <laughs> but no, no, there's certain I fried rice. He's got me covered. A good steak, he'll he'll kill me. Hamburger though, he does it wrong. I know he does it wrong. Speaking of international uh, flavor, 1988, Yogurt embarks on a world tour. His first stop, Los Angeles. He's joined on. That's not really world for us. I like, it's just like yeah, sorry. Well, it's a good start. He he's from England. Yeah, yeah right. It's a good so start. Yeah. He starts. It's even better start because he starts on stage uh, with Aretha Franklin. They start singing, "I knew you were waiting for me." It's the second highest grossing event of 1988, earned $17.7 million. What was the first? I don't know, but that was the second. All right. I'm All assuming right. Michael Jackson was involved in the first. What happened? I missed... 80, 80 what? Seven. 88. 87, 80. 88 would have been bad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe um, fat instead of I'm bad. Weird Al. Weird Al. Weird Al, yeah. That was the actual, for that video, that was Michael Jackson let him use that. My body's wide. And minus two, you better shut your mouth, or I'll sit on you. That's, an, going, that's an effective threat. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I was with you. Yeah, you better treat me right. I got ten pounds of cellulite. Ham on, ham on, ham on, ham on, ham on whole wheat. All right. There you go, guys. Man, we totally playing that. At the uh, 1988 
Brit Awards. They totally planned this at Robert Albert Hall on February 8th. Yogurt receives the first of his two awards for Best British Male Solo Artist. So climbing up the charts, man. This yeah. guy's got a lot. We're, we're building. We're building the fame. He's only. He, this is. He's only getting to the top now. I feel like he's been at the top. Well, maybe yeah. later that month, but, Faith wins a Grammy Award for Album of the Year at the 31st Grammy Awards. Hey, did they push back the Grammys for this year? Yeah. No, I think they did it. Are they not well, the yet? Oscars went? It was a Zoom Oscar. <laughs> yeah, it really pretty much was. No, I think I just that just came out. They were pushing back the Grammys a few months here. We're not gonna do it. We're just going to push oh, it back a little bit. I feel like downloads will be up this year. Everybody's at home listening yeah. to stuff. Like, you'd have better tracking yeah. and data. But their their show, downloads their big downloads. show, they just kind of, like, punt a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so 2020. Because you can't have everybody show up in the fancy dresses and do the red carpet and all that, which is where they probably make secondary money off selling footage and I sponsors. Had, I had to hug somebody the other day. I didn't like it. What the? What are you? Yeah. What are you, what are you suicide, man. What are you doing? Yeah. I don't like I, I'm, I'm. That's one of the things I'm going to miss when COVID goes away. Not hugging? To hug people again? Well, yeah, you can keep it going. I mean, you know, I don't yeah. want to hug people. I, I, I love that part about COVID. Like, Just keep doing the elbow daps, the elbows, hey, yeah. and fist bumps, no yeah. handshakes, yeah. less contact with people. I'm like, I'm good You're with just like, physical el- contact. You do, side, you do a side hug at least. That's not a full hug. No, no. Ben gets in there. He's he goes for it. Like two arms, Pat you on the back, and yeah, everything. Push up a little bit. My yep. father-in-law sometimes, like when he's he'll he'll like like. Just to bug me, I think, too. He kisses me on the cheek. Oh. Like he'll do the man hug. You feel a stubble. Come on. I know. Come I know. On. And I know he's, I got a beard, man. Yeah. I think he does it just to bug me. You should fight fire with fire. I think he does it just to bug me. You should get in there. And... Like tongue? Like when, when he goes to get a kiss on the cheek, turn your head real quick. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. He, he I, I don't want to see how far that'll go, man. He's I'm like, out. Finally. Nope. Not taking any chances on this one. All right. Continue. Well, what about more George Michael? At the 1989 MTV Video Music Awards on September 6th in Los Angeles, Yogurt receives a Video Vanguard Award. So he's making videos. Okay. Yeah. And uh, later... Hey, what is a Video Vanguard Award, Brian, for those that don't know? Oh, I, I don't know. I just It's a title, right? What's video... Uh, something about being a pioneer and making videos, yeah, I'm guessing? You, yeah, you, it's kind of like next level. Like you make quality... There you go. But, yeah. So he makes uh, quality videos, huh? Yeah. It goes from bubblegum to art. Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, all right. According to Yogurt, uh, he's talking about success, and he's like, it didn't make him happy, and he starts thinking there's something wrong with being an idol for millions of teenage girls. He's like, I I know I'm successful, but I'm not feeling right about this. It's empty empty to him. Yes. He didn't want to be an idol for for teenage girls? Yeah, he was not. Who do you want to be an idol for, Brian? Well, no spoilers. We'll get there. Uh, the whole faith process, promotion, videos, tours, and awards and stuff, leaves him super exhausted. He feels alone. He feels frustrated. And he's far from his friends and his family. So even though like it seems like you got it all, sometimes you, you don't really have it all. I See, I get that from a I, – I, I, I shouldn't say I get it because I've never been in their shoes. But for a performer or someone that's huge or a you know big, huge pop, rock star, multimillionaire, pinnacle, top of their game – to get to the end of a tour and maybe feel empty, feel exhausted, yep. feel like you miss your home, your roots, your people, yep. and you've been surrounded by yes men all the time. People getting you, you know, picking out all the red M and M's because you don't want the right, <laughs> you know, the wrong color M and M's in your bowl, and you feel a little exhausted. But what I don't get is them feeling, um, like they didn't make it. They didn't well, empty. At the end of the day, though, I mean, he's an, you know, he's a musician. He's right? an artist. So he's a singer. He's an artist. And as an artist, don't you ultimately don't you want your product or what you've created to connect with people? 
Yeah. That's an extension of yourself almost. And then he's seeing that disconnect almost. He's feeling, uh, rather feeling that disconnect. So then it, you know, he's putting this product out there that maybe he's not proud of. It's not received the way that it should. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not, you you're like, I mean? you're like, I made this thing and then somebody took it and sort of changed it so they could it. sell it. And you're like, that's not really my thing. I mean, it's kind of my thing. Ah, now that's because then everybody knows him for that thing. But you're like, that's not really what I was saying. Uh, Because ultimately, though, it's an expression of who you are, right? It's you part of him channeling on it. Part, but not all. I think you should be more appreciative. Well, uh, (laughs) like, dude, I know maybe it's not exactly what I wanted, but it's way better than anyone should ever be able to hope for. Hashtag blessed. He's done quite well. Uh, in 1990, he kind of does that. Right of 90. He tells uh, the company Sony that for his second album, he's like, I'm not doing that promotion, man. I'm not doing all that stuff. So. Are you talking about, okay, are we getting to the Freedom 90 video? Are you uh, a bit here. Let's see. September 1990, uh, Listen Without Prejudice <laughs> Volume 1 is released. Yep. Uh, for this album, Yogurt tries to create new reputation as a serious-minded artist. The title is an uh, indication that his desire to be taken more seriously as a songwriter also. But the I mean the video reflects that. Who directed it? Was it David Finch before he started making movies? I think it was. But if you look, I mean it's well lit. I mean he's it's it's well done. Yeah, give me a minute here and we'll let you go off on Freedom Ninety. All right. Uh, no, that's a good idea. Put me in, Coach. I will. I'll tag you in here in a sec. Ooh, tag team always comes back to wrestling. Yogurt refused to do any promotion for this album, uh, including no music videos for the single. The first single, Praying for Time, was an instant success, reaching number one in U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number six in the U.K. The video is. Re- released shortly after consisting of lyrics on a dark background so they basically just did like karaoke yeah yeah that was a thing for him he was in they had videos without him in it he didn't want to do it yeah yep so he didn't i remember that second single waiting for the day was an acoustic heavy single released as an immediate follow-up to praying for time october 1990 it reaches number 23 in the uk number 27 in the u.s September 3rd, 1990, the album is released in Europe. One week later in the U.S., it reaches number one U.K. album charts. Peaked at number two in the U.S. Billboard 200. It spends 88 weeks at the U.K. album charts. Certified four times platinum by the BPI. The album produces five U.K. singles, which were released quickly with an eight-month period. Praying for time, waiting for the day. Freedom 90, Heel Pain, and Cowboys and Angels. Freedom 90 reaches number eight success on the Billboard Hot 100 US and number 28 on the UK singles charts. Uh, Jason, go off on Freedom 90. First thing, is that a song? <coughs> yeah. yeah. Can you sing it a little bit? Freedom. freedom. Shh, I won't let you down. Freedom. Freedom. Oh, give you oh, all yeah. freedom. freedom. When you shake your ass, you don't miss that. That's the last. That's what freedom. you get. That's what you get. That's what you get. Oh, come on. Freedom. Ah. No, okay, but you okay. So you look at that video, right? Yo, and, and it's well, he's not in the video. You know, that's and it was all um, all supermodels at the time, like yep. like Chrissy Turlington and like some of the male supermodels. Um, Cindy Crawford was in it. She was in the bathtub, and then oh yeah, I remember you know, that the, part. And like the one guy, the supermodel dude, that's like hanging upside down by his feet. Yeah, the you you know, talking about like a little workout thing. But if you look at that, yeah, Tyrese. he's not he's not in that video, but he's definitely. He's in that video because, you know, the idea of freedom, right? 90, like, it's kind of this idea that he's, we mentioned earlier, right? He's feeling like this emptiness, right? Because he's yep. not having these, the connections, right, with the, his audience, the teenage girls, and he's not okay with that. But you look at that video, and the video, the jukebox from the, the oh, Faith yeah. video, yep. boom, they explode it. Like, the coat that he wears, that leather coat with the studs, like, 
burns. Burns. Like they they yep. burn in the closet. So like this freedom is it's just like that's when he started really like oh, came out. Catharsis. You know, this is who I am now. The freedom of like now I can make the music that I want. I can make the art that I want. Instead of, you know, I'm this duo, I'm doing this bubblegum pop stuff, you know, so he's kind of coming back to that authenticity that I think that he was needing before. I've got fuck you money. Yeah. I, I the song Freedom, I mean, the title's called Freedom. Yeah, I get, and I get down. that, and I appreciate it, and I'm really glad that he was able to do it. Live you up. But there's part of me, when it comes to a lot of our celebrities, our pop, our, our pop culture celebrities that are making a billion dollars sure. on our, in, our, in our world. And they have an art, and they do it wonderfully. But then they don't like what they're doing, and they want to switch it all over. And and if they can do it, great. But at some point, maybe I'm a grumpy old man. I'm like, just just dance, monkey. Just do <laughs> well, your thing. Just just Kenya. Shut up, Kenya. Kenya, you're just the singer. <laughs> that, you always go back to that. But celebrity now is shallow. It's, oh, it's you, completely it's fake. Challenge. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? like it's, it's hollow. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we can all agree on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, all right, no need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I was going to say something. I found something in my tooth. <laughs> was it a tooth? <laughs> I hope not. All right. <laughs> a tooth and another tooth. Oh. You good with the teeth? I, I don't want to keep I, going. I, 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 I was going to say. All right, I'll know. keep going. 1991. In yogurt. Five minutes, I'm going to hit you with it. You know oh, I right. know you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come. It's Random. I want to talk about this now. 1991. Yogurt embarks on the cover to cover tour in Japan, England, US, and Brazil, where he performs at Rock and Rio. What? Rock and Rio. Huge Rock and Rio. Festival. There you go. Uh, Big festival. On Big it. festival. In the audience in Rio, he saw and later met Anselmo Filippa. Is Rio the one where Jesus is doing the T-pose? Correct. Okay. Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, from the movie Rio. And the T-pose from every single video game when it glitches. The movie about... The the kids' movie about trying to get two birds to fuck? (laughs) Oh, Rio. yeah, the parrots, right. Must be Disney. (laughs) They're macaws, by the way. Blue macaws. Uh, Let's see here. In an expected follow-up album, Listen Without Prejudice Volume 2, that scrapped due to Yogurt's lawsuit with Sony. Because, like, Yogurt complained that Sony had not completely supported the release of the second album, uh, resulting in poor performance in the U.S. as compared to Faith. And Sony's like, you didn't want to do any videos. Like, you totally, that, you're, it's your fault they had a bad response. We tried to get you to do stuff. And you were like, no. So we hired these super supermodels to replace you, and then that's pretty much, okay, you want to sue us? We're going to sue you. Give me the right choice. So, you think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. I think if you're gonna put out a product, you should at least stand behind like the. But doesn't make it the. Put yourself but, in okay, there. Okay, but doesn't that by him not appearing though doesn't that make that you know the product strong? Like you're, it's being based on its merits. Apparently Isn't not. It, instead of like <laughs> instead of a dude up there shaking his ass. I was like album sales would indicate no, yeah. but uh, well, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, all right, Just well like... played. <laughs> if you're gonna paint a picture, you buy as well use all the colors. All right, douche. Speaking of well played, uh, we're going to listen to uh, my high school band 21 Days as we go into a break. It's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Uh, what'd you guys do with your break? Uh, I took a tinkle. Yeah, me too. What'd you do? Talk prison stories. There yeah, we go. did. That's true. We did talk about prison stories. All right. You want to tell us any prison stories right now? or? Uh, what do you want to know? Uh, oh, we yeah. asked all that, and it wasn't that fun. <laughs> That's true. Right. Um, it's like you when see, you... Oh, yeah, you see, a lot of, uh, you see a lot of inmates with that look like Two-Face, the villain from Batman. What? Where, where, where do I see them? Like... All, no, I see them all the time walking around the facility. Just the pillow cases or something are rough. Or? Uh, what they do is, uh, so they have a day room which has like like the TV and it has you know like a mirror and like any type of uh, you know things like that. Just you know le- like kind of leisure things. But they have microwaves in them. So what they'll do is they'll take a uh, they'll take a cup, Dixie cup, whatever, uh, boil it in the microwave. Then they take honey and they put the honey in the water. Right, so you got honey in scalding hot water that's boiling. And if they're beefing with somebody, beefing. throw it right in their face. Oh, because the honey is sticks burning, your skin. boiling hot. Yeah, so lava. it's like searing onto that. Their happens skin. regularly. Yeah, yeah, happened last week. Huh? <laughs> you want his job, or? <laughs> well, are they throwing at you or each other? I've never been threatened. Like I don't like. You almost got hit with a frozen coke bottle well, in a sock. Frozen coke bottle once. That was about it. But like, oh, murder. We talked it out. Okay. We're good. <laughs> I see. Yeah. You want his job? No, I don't want anybody's job. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want my job. That's true. Good call. All right. All right. It, it, just to just to clarify, Jason does work at a prison. I do. He's a teacher. Uh, okay. Speaking of uh, things that Jason is an expert in, yogurt performs the Freddie Mercury tribute concert on London's Webley Stadium. Yes, that was um, right after Freddie Mercury passed away. So they did a benefit concert, which was actually the last time John Deacon played bass publicly with Queen. But uh, yeah, all, all these at the time celebrities came out. Uh, Elton John and Axl Rose did a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, David Bowie, Annie Lennox did Under Pressure. That's one of my favorite that songs. Yeah. That's like that's literally top three Desert Island end of the world songs. Under yeah. Pressure. And then uh, it's amazing. And then uh, Metallica did Stone Cold Crazy. But George Michael came out. Did Somebody to Love. There you go. Nailed it. To the point when even Brian May and Roger Taylor were talking about it after it happened and there's a great part of that whole thing where you know at the end of somebody you love where the music stops and freddie's just like somebody too and then you get that you know that part Mm -hmm. george michael takes it up to the point where find me somebody too stop singing band stops playing and when you hear these thousands of people just and they said like in that moment you could just feel freddie in there It it was seriously like one of the coolest like moments in there that kind of led to the rumors, like, well, you know, maybe we should get, you know, George Michael, and he contemplated doing that for the longest time. Like, I'll be the new frontman for Queen. Ooh, yeah. I wonder if I don't know if that would have been certain bands. You get rid of one, like, especially the lead yeah. singer. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you, you you can't have Queen without Freddie Mercury. You know, you you can't have the Doors without Jim Morrison. 
It worked for ACDC. That's about you it. You can't have Chumbawamba without <laughs> Lars. I was like, if you know the name of that Chumbawamba <laughs> guy, dude, I was going to go I'll for get it. Back you know down. why? Because he got knocked down, but he got back up again. He's never going to let you down, that guy. It's like a great concert. It was, it, and that was, um, and all the proceeds went to the Freddie Mercury AIDS Foundation. You have just covered a whole card. Good job, buddy. That's sweet. <laughs> Uh, the performance was later released on uh, Five Live EP, 1993. Yep. Five Lives released on Parlophone in the UK and Hollywood Records in the US. It features five live recordings from the uh, performance by Yogurt, Queen, and Lisa Stansfield. She was in there too. Uh, Somebody to Love and These Are the Days of Our Lives were recorded at the Freddie Mercury Tribute Concert. Yogurt's performance of Somebody to Love was hailed as one of the best performances of the Tribute Concerts. All proceeds, as you said, from the sale of uh, the EP benefited the Mercury phoenix trust yeah november 1994 after a long period of seclusion yogurt appears on the first mtv european music award show he gave out the performance of the new song jesus to a child i don't remember that one that was his song yeah gave a performance of his new song jesus to a child i don't remember like, that one that's, the that's performance weird. was called jesus and he did that for a child, child? yeah no like, see, that, was the, that was the title that was the title Jesus to a child. They really do, but I'm just like, man, I don't remember that because we've been talking about all this. I was like, ah, I remember that. I remember that. I don't remember that one, though. Unless Jason sings it for me. I can't figure it out. That's probably true. Or Brian does an impression. I'm Jesus as a child. Jesus, I am mild. (laughs) Oh, that one. All right. I remember that one. It's another Christmas song. (laughs) Last Jesus. He's known for his Christmas songs. What he knows. All right. Uh, the song is the song was a melancholy tribute to his lover Al Slimo Felipa, as we just got uh, the Brazilian guy. He died in March 1993, so it was a tribute to him. April 1996, a single, uh, second single is released, "Fast Love," an energetic tune about wanting gratification and fulfillment without commitment. We can all understand what that means. Looking right at you. The, the single version was nearly five minutes long. "Fast Love" was supported by a futuristic virtual reality related video. Like from the Lawnmower Man? Something like that. It reached number one on the UK singles charts, spends three weeks at the top, number eight in the US charts. Uh, 1996 rolls around. Yogurt's voted Best British Male at the MTV European Music Awards and the Brit Awards and the British Academy's Ivor Novello Awards. Uh, he was he was the Best British Male. That's what it says. Voted that's Best the British best Male. That's you got. <laughs> did he well, get knighted? I was like, who else did he want? get knighted? Beckham's. Uh, I, he was never knighted that I could see. He was awarded Sir the George title. Michael? Sir, I don't think Sir it's Sir George. George. It's Elton. Sir Elton John. Sir Paul McCartney. There you go. Not Sir George Michael. I don't think. I feel like I would have noticed that. Yeah, I did a lot of research. Still a lot of. So cards. the Queen puts the sword on your neck, right? Cuts Both off sides. your ears. Yeah. Both sides. All right. Well, like dubs them. I dub the. I forget. Do you think Sir, they make their yogurt? Do you think it's a fake sword or is it like another probably dull? Like plastic, you think that old lady like the can plastic all... silver ones you get from Toys R Us? Yeah, like if you got enough tickets at uh, Chuck E. Cheese, you get a sword. I feel like the Queen of England can have a fancy ultralight sword made for her that looks like a real sword. Yeah, she can't lift a gallon of milk. She's gonna like, wield a. Saber. It's a liter of milk over there. <laughs> Comes in a bag. <laughs> That's all right. He was not knighted, but he was awarded the title of Songwriter of the Year for the third time. So the guy can write a song. He performs a concert at Three Mill Studios. Uh, let's see. He does MTV Unplugged. That's another good one. Missed that show. That was a good one. That was a great one. I like Unplugged. Yeah, there's a couple of good no, ones. No. Yeah. Here we go. April 7, 1998. Yogurt's arrested for encouraging 
uh, a lewd act Resting in a public restroom uh, of the Will Rogers Memorial Park, Beverly Hills, California. He was arrested by an undercover policeman, Marcelo Rodriguez, in a sting operation using so-called pretty police. This is a little bullshit. In an MTV interview, Yogurt stated, I got followed into the restroom and this cop, and I, I didn't know it was a cop, obviously, he started playing this game, which I think is called, I'll show you mine, you show me yours, and then when you show me yours, I'm going to nick you. So so this, this dude, for everything he did, everything he accomplished, Okay. By so many people, this is what he's remembered for. Well, I disagree, is, I but okay. To, this was pretty much, it, in my opinion, was the downfall of George Michael. And by that, I mean the way that the tabloids and the press handled and approached him. Oh, they yeah. saw they, crack they, in the armor. They, and, and they explo- Exactly. They exploited. Yeah. They did it like same thing like Princess Diana, same thing with Boy George. You know, there's the footage of him from that incident when he was given community service and he's got the, the vest on, he's picking up trash on the side of the road. Like they were relentless for everything he did, and everything he did. That was, and then this happened. Yeah. And that's yes, the downfall. And they all just basically, they absolutely tried to capitalize yeah. on it. Oh, absolutely. Make money. Vultures. And I mean, just, he suffered from depression too somewhat. Okay. I say this politely, but you know, it's, it's, it's not like a broken arm. You don't heal from depression. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's, you know, it's, it's eternal. It's emotional. You just, you just, it's the equivalent of walking up to somebody in a wheelchair and just saying like, "Hey, just, hey, just." All right, stand you're up. talking about feelings, man. I don't get that. But, <laughs> no, but listen, what I'm saying is know. like, so you know, he's already, he's, you know, he's already living with this. Yeah. Now you have, now he's a joke. You know, now you got people attacking him. And, well, you know, and that was also to, at a time where being gay wasn't, it wasn't easy. No, especially you know. I'm not saying it's. It's not easy now. It, but it's then it was. It's why it landed him. If it was a chick that was showing her boobs out and he's whipping his junk out, yeah. that would not have been a story. No. But it was a Rockstar lifestyle. Yeah. But and, they, we and love to see them. people fall, though. Like, Did, we love to see that's true. people crawl. And, you know, we all, I mean, yeah, you know, TMZ and all that horse shit that's here, but over, you know, across the pond, like, they are ruthless. Like, they, you know. Well, it's pretty bad. It's ruthless the all paps, over the world today. The paps, the paparazzi. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, was that his downfall, Brian? Well, uh, we'll we'll get there. There's there's more on top of that. But here's the thing: if that wasn't bad enough, he pleads no contest to the charge. He's fined 810 U.S. dollars, sentenced to 80 hours of community service. And, but, and what was the charge? Charges arrested for engaging lewd? in a lewd act. Yeah. So he showed his wiener off in a restroom. But, but Guilty. They, I but mean, th- my wiener comes out every every yeah. time I go into a restaurant. But the cop was kind of like, "Hey, man, let me see your dick." Was he tapping his foot under the stall? Exactly. But they got the police. They got that was bad PR for the police. They were involved in that same. Well, with it was entrapment. Paul, well, the, the same or with perceived entrapment. Well, the same with Paul Rubens and the uh, you know Pee Wee Herman like mm. masturbating in an adult. The thing in they got a lot of backlash. Like, really, with everything that's going on in our city, this is what we're spending our tax dollars on this is where we're putting the police oh well yeah there you go that's true when well we have people that are you know in a movie theater you're supposed to leave your penis when in, in rome, your pants when in rome in a bathroom sometimes penises <laughs> come out of your pants those are usually supposed to come out of that's one of the only okay places to whip your, whip your junk out to take your dick out but he addresses yeah. <laughs> but that isn't it see he addresses in one of his later music videos i was gonna say right here yeah and there's there's like this disco ball and it's at a rest stop and it turns into like this discotheque and it's like a you know and it's like there's like is he making out with the officer or the officers are making out with each other so he kind of spins that 
and kind of, I don't say owns it, but you know what I mean? He acknowledges it. Soon afterwards, Yogurt makes a video of his single <laughs> oh. Outside, which satirizes the, pub- satirizes the public toilet incident and features men dressed as policemen kissing. Rodriguez, you're resting- you remember every detail of that, Jason. <laughs> Rodriguez claimed the video uh, mocked him. He was the arresting officer and in that Yogurt had slandered him in interviews. And ah. so in 1999, he brings a $10 million court case into California against uh, Yogurt. Jason, so, but literally kind of wearing a police officer's <laughs> uniform. <laughs> but is it that? Yes. Though? Okay, so the, can, can he sue though? Because that's in that's public domain. Like that's public records. Like I can look that up and see that he was the arresting officer. Yeah. So is he okay? I mean, that happened. I mean, can he sue for that? Well, December third, two thousand two, the court <laughs> dismissed the case, uh, but an appellate court reinstated it. The court ruled then that Rodriguez, as a public official, could not legally recover damages for emotional distress. Because you're on the clock, like Jason's saying. Yeah. There you go. All right, lawyer Jason Rowe. And at least he didn't settle out of court, too, because like we talked about that. Oh, dude, yeah. To me, that's just an admission of guilt. Well. Yeah, but you got paid. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, the payola's easier, though. It's like, eh, always just go away. Yeah, I kind of retract that. That Go away. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, like, it didn't happen. I just wanted to end so I can move on. So I guess I was wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, 1998, ladies and gentlemen, the best George Michael was Yogurt's first solo greatest hits collection, and it is released. The collection contains 28 songs. 29 songs are included on the European and Australian releases. They're uh, separated into two halves, with each containing particular theme and mood. Was that a two-disc release? It was. The first CD, titled For the Heart, predominantly contains ballads. The second CD, For the Feet, contains uh, mainly dance tunes and songs about feet. (laughs) Getting weird. It's a feet off. Oh, nice. Feet off. You gotta have feet to feet to feet. That's great. Peaking at number one on the UK album Baby. Shirts. Toe. I want your toes. It stayed there for eight weeks because people like feet, I guess. That's weird. We were at Home Depot over the summer and my oh, wife was no. wearing a pair of flip flops. Oh, no. And some dude walks by is like, hey. Like, nice feet. Can I take a picture? What? I swear to God. I'm like, get the... F- no! <laughs> like, no! 1999, Songs from the Last Century is a studio album of cover songs. It's uh, Yogurt's penultimate album released through Virgin Records. Uh, the album achieves the lowest peak for his solo efforts, so he starts doing cover songs, and that doesn't even do well for him. Debuted at number 157 on America's Billboard 200 charts, and it was also the album's peak position, so it never cracked the 156 and above. Uh, 2002, his first single, Freak, is taken from the new album. Uh, successful in Europe, goes number one. In in uh, Italy, Portugal, Spain, Denmark, reaches top ten in the UK and top five in Australia. July. And did what here? Uh, didn't. Didn't? Didn't. Huh. David nope. Hasselhoff all over again. Yeah, well, yeah, man. Probably at the time, bumping him out of there, too. Uh-huh. So uh, July 2002, his next single, Shoot the Dog, proved to be controversial when it was released. Uh, it was... Acutely critical of President George W. Bush and UK Prime Minister Tony Blair in the lead up to the 2003 invasion of Iraq. Did reach number one in Denmark, though. Didn't do so well in Iraq. No, no. <laughs> Danes love it. November 17, 2003, Yogurt resigns with Sony Music. The company left in 95 after their illegal lawsuit battle. You don't want to be in videos. Like, I don't want to be in video. So, and so, so, wait, so now he's back in business. He's Sony. Yeah. So he's major wreck. He's bounced back. Like, Oh, dude. Yeah. So Sony, Virgin, yeah. Hollywood Records, which yeah. is a, which Disney owns Hollywood Records. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So he's three major in the span of how long? About 
20 years? About 20 years? Yeah. There you go. Uh, 2004, Yogurt's fifth studio album, Patience, is released. It's critically acclaimed. It goes to number one on the UK charts, becomes one of the fastest-selling albums in the UK, selling over 200,000 copies in its first week. He's back, baby. Peaks at number 12 in the US, selling over 500,000 copies, earns gold certification. Uh, let's see, March 10th, 2004, Yogurt told BBC Radio 1 that future music that he puts out in the world would be available for download. With fans encouraged to make donations to charity, not buying albums. That's early in the download area. Yeah. Era, era. Right? He's getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah I'd say 2004. There you go. Ben liked to do Napster. Napster. Yeah. So, uh, much like when I you. I downloaded a bunch of songs at your house. I would come over just for the day just to do that. Dude, I downloaded so many songs at work. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I remember. I would give you a list. Just. I would give you a list. I'm like, hey, download these songs. Download these songs. No problem. I, it's in the queue. After a while, we just ran out of ideas for songs. Thieves. You're stealing oh, from these people. I, I, I regret it. Downloading songs on couple times. You're stealing from these ex- record executives. But oh, yeah. in some ways, I would download music that I had no business even, would not ever <laughs> listen to. But an and ar- then you kind of get into it. But an argument could be made, though, that, yeah, while it was taken away from like major you know, acts and performers, it was given these lesser-known bands or unsigned bands an opportunity to get their product out there. Sure. And heard. Stealing's wrong. I can justify but it. But I can justify it. Sounds good. All right. Well, see if you can justify this one. February 2006, Yogurt's arrested for possession of a Class C drug in an incident that he describes as, my own stupid fault as usual. Is it meth or coke? Uh, it didn't. Uh, that, was pretty, that was pretty much it's covered up pretty quick. It starts with a C. Cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. It's cocaine. Uh, he was cautioned by the police and released... Just keep the drugs at home, buddy. You gotta watch this stuff, George. That'll get a hold of you. Yeah, it's a hell of a drug. (laughs) Yeah, that'll get a hold of you. July 23rd, 2006, Yogurt is again accused of engaging in anonymous public sex, this time at London's Hampstead Heath. What's that? What is that? I don't know. I feel like there's supposed to be something else there. Chocolate bar? I think it's supposed to be airport, but I can't tell. Like Heathrow? That is an airport. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. So. An anonymous partner was incorrectly stated to be 58-year-old unemployed van driver. Well, why, if it's incorrectly stated, why? He's, he's not employed he's as a, a van not a, driver. He's employed as a van driver. <laughs> maybe This whole statement uh, makes no sense. I, I think George maybe, should have hired us as his lawyers. Maybe I, could, I, I, I could have definitely gotten him off. Oh. <laughs> uh, Yogurt stated that uh, he cruised for anonymous sex and that this was not an issue in his relationship with his partner, Kenny Ghost. Ah, Kenny goes what? A, a, a very Kenny goes out looking for sex. Apparently, ain't got none at home. Was that his boyfriend up until the end? Uh, no. We'll All the there. way up till the end. November 2006, 25 is Yogurt's second greatest hits album, celebrating the 25th anniversary of his music career. Wow, you're a spasm over there. Right till the end. It debuted at number one in the UK. To commemorate the 25 album, Yogurt toured North America for the first time in 17 years. Wow. Playing year? lar- uh, this was 2006. Right. Playing large venues in cities like New York, Los Angeles, uh, Philly, St. Paul, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Chicago, Dallas. So he just hit some big cities. Yeah, big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. June 9, 2007, Yogurt becomes the first artist to perform live at the newly renovated Wembley Stadium in London. Uh, he's later fined 130,000 euro for overrunning the program by 13 minutes. So apparently it's a hundred thousand a minute, I guess. I've heard that from Wembley. They got a time. You can't make noise really? after. Yeah. What's a, the deal? Well, people live around there. Oh, okay. I, I've, I've heard that on more than, 
I'll have to look at it and look into that. Like, if you go over, it's not about... It's like, it's a, there's a fine. It's like when Kid Rock plays at uh, at Pine Knob. Oh. He's like, fuck it, we're playing until yeah. after 10 o'clock. And they That's a steep fine, fine man. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I don't think Kid Rock has it. It's like 50 bucks. I see. Well, much like Kid Rock, Yogurt makes his American acting debut by playing a guardian angel to Johnny Lee Miller's character in... Was a Eli Stone US TV series. You guys watch Eli Stone? Nobody knows what that is. I don't know. Johnny Lee Miller? He was. Uh, Which one's Johnny? I've heard he that was, name. He uh, was Sick Boy in Train Spotting. He was in uh, What We Do in the Shadows, you know, with Johnny Depp movie. He played um, like one of the family members. He was also in Hackers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's Hackers. There you go. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, Jason knows who he is. That's all that matters. Uh, addition, in addition to performing on the show as himself, uh, Yogurt, uh, he also is. He's got these visions. So he's like flashback guy, I guess. I don't know. From all the drugs. I guess no, nobody watched Eli Stone, so nobody cares. All right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Anybody involved in Eli Stone? I apologize. Was that the guy that was? Uh, you, okay. Wait. I don't know. Nobody you know watched. Why? He was. He was a. He was a. Uh, no, what was that? That was he. He was blind. He memorized the Bible. <laughs> no, no, no. He he What's was that? blind. It was he was. Um, the book of Eli. That's right. The book of Eli. No, 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 no he, he, was, he was an investigator, like a police investigator, and he was blind. Really? Yeah. Daredevil. No. I, I think True point. I smell clues. <laughs> so many clues. <laughs> I smell a clue. Uh, well, the, they probably didn't... not. They didn't, need, they didn't need any clues in 2007. Yogurt pleads guilty to drug-impaired driving after obstructing the, the road and traffic lights in Crinkle, Crinklewood. I'm sorry, I threw me off at Crinklewood in northwest London. Nothing, Ben? I, nothing, dude, I'm just uh, going nothing, over Crinklewood. Here. Crinklewood. Uh, from, nothing. That's why I hesitated. I was like, wait, he stopped traffic and roadside. What? Crinklewood? Uh, he was subsequently banned from driving for two years, took his license, and sentenced to community service. There you go. I knew a guy named Crinklewood. 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 Yeah? Played baseball with you? Crinklewood Johnson. The old... Crinklewood would be the last name. You want Richard Crinklewood. Yeah, I was going to say. That's his, Crinklewood is his middle name. <laughs> I see. Richard Crinklewood Johnson. The third. The third. Esquire. Wow. All right. Uh, sounds a like... hard name to say. <laughs> sounds like you guys have something in common. September 2007, Yogurt said that his cannabis use was a problem. Y'all crazy. What? I'm not paranoid. You're paranoid. <laughs> he wishes Shut he up. he wishes he could smoke less of it, and he wasn't. He was constantly trying to to smoke less weed. What year again? 2007. Oh wow, you're it's creeping along in the 2000s. Do you have here. a timeline in your head? Yeah, I do. I want to know how. Like in 2007, you're talking about smoking too much weed. I feel oh, like okay. we're, we're past that, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've legalized yeah. Like, the country since yeah, then. Smoke as much weed as you want. I don't know about England though. England. Yeah. England. On uh, December 5th, 2009, in an interview, Yogurt explained that he cut back on cannabis as was smoking weed only like seven or eight splits per day instead of 25 per day he was Damn. smoking. I feel like when a celebrity tells me, um, I am only smoking weed, I'm like, good for you, man. Good for you. <laughs> you go. Like awesome. Good. That's, man, you couldn't do it any better. <laughs> you recovered. Well, he also was, uh, started abusing sleeping pills, he said. So that's probably a little more serious than the weed, I would imagine. I think, it, I, I agree. Yeah. 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 There you go. On September 19, 2008, Yogurt's arrested again uh, in a public restroom in the Hampstead Heath area for possession of a Class A and Class C drugs. He was arrested in a restroom again? Yes. But He's, for drugs? Yeah, he had possession of Class A and C drugs. So These maybe he was doing cops. cocaine on the bathroom sink or something? These uh-huh. cops are now just trying to arrest George Michael in the bathroom. Oh, they just follow him around, wait till he goes to the pisser. 
Hey, uh, you got a, you want a Coke? I can buy you a Coke. All right. And wait around 45 minutes. Follow him in the bathroom. Arrest him. He was taking. Maybe it th- wasn't that they were setting a sting up. Maybe it was just a, a dirty cop that was doing some things he shouldn't have done. And you say like, co- oh, you it, say it, cop? It's a bust. It's a bust. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he's he's a stakeout. Co- he's he was doing cocaine off my deck. Take Whatever. Away. I don't Take know. Away, boys. It's crazy. Me, you, you're under arrest. <laughs> uh, he's taken into police station and cautioned for controlled substance possession on December 25th, 2008. Yogurt uh, released a new track called "December Song." We're back to Christmas music on his website for free. It was hoped the fans would download the song and donate to charity. And that's what he's trying to do there. Early 2010, Yogurt performs the first concert in Australia since 1988. Uh, on February 20th, 2010, he performs his first show in Perth in Burswood Dome to an audience of 15,000. Wow. I feel like that's a lot of Australians. It's a lot of anybody. Uh, 15,000 is not that big, is it? 15,000. No. Uh, 15,000 I mean, people. It'd be big for if they're listening to crime and music, but... It's 15,000. That's a lot of people. The Tigers, well, pre-COVID and pre-them sucking, used to get 60,000 a night every night of the week. That's true. U of M football there, you get 108,000 people every yeah. weekend. Okay, we'll say it's a lot. For Australia. Well, they have a lot of people there. <laughs> Do yeah. they? I don't know. Let us know, Australia. Uh, here's one. Sunday, July 4th, 2010. Nobody in Australia cares about that. Yogurt's returning from a gay pride parade, uh, and he's spotted on closed caption television crashing his car into a Snappy Snap store in Hampstead, North London, where he's arrested on suspicion of being unfit to drive. Yeah, so he ran it, he crashed into the store, right. be driving. got out of the car, ran in the bathroom, they arrested him. <laughs> wow. No. Real Billy Joel over there, don't we? He actually waited for police to arrive Billy after allegedly ramming his Range Rover into the storefront. Imagine just being home in your living room and Billy Joel just crashing through. <laughs> It's the piano man, babe. I don't know. I will not call the cops if you sing Down East Your Alexa right now. <laughs> Got a piano in the corner. And only the good die young. Apparently, and all uh, five parts of what was the do off when he did. Oh, the longest time I listened the to that. Today. Do all it. five parts separately, Ooh. and I'll I'll dub them together later, and then you can go. <laughs> you got that kind of time. You it's a only a three minute song. What's a one of my favorites song of all time was uh, "My Life," Billy Joel. I don't care. Also, Bosom Buddies theme. There you so, go. Oh, yeah. Well, that's you know what, you know what that song's said. about? <laughs> you should start it with something we know. <laughs> Peter Scolari, Tom Hanks. Oh, Bosom oh, Buddies. Oh, yeah, Bosom Buddies. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, that uh, verse of that song, like, now he gives them a stand-up routine in L.A. It's about riding Dangerfield. Really? Yeah. That's deep, man. That's weird. Yeah. Why is that weird? It's just deep. Uh, no? Not only deep's the right word. All right. No. All right. It's weird. There you go. deep. Weird. Oh, weird. All right. It's deeply weird. He didn't get to stay up until he was way later, though, like in his 50s. Rodney Dangerfield? I feel like he's in his 40s, but... I think you're making it more weird. Yeah. Or deep. I get no respect. I will tell you that much. That <laughs> guy was hilarious, though. As far as transitions <laughs> go. We're in the bathroom. No respect. Weird fun fact about... After, uh, one, you never asked what a Snappy Snap store was. I, I was figured wondering. you guys would be right on top of that. And then two, I never told you what happened to him. What's a Snappy Snap well, store? Snappy right? Snap store is a, like a one-hour photo, believe it or not. Okay, that in, makes sense. Oh, that's about so, right. There you go, Snappy Snaps. And he crashed his Ranger over there, and uh, he'd not been drinking, but he was also not given a breath test. So London cops uh, charged him with possession of cannabis and driving while unfit through drinks or drugs. They got weird named laws over there, don't they? They really do. It was also reported that he'd been taking prescription medication, uh, antrotripline. That'll do it. I guess. He pleads guilty at Highborough Corner Magistrates Court in London after admitting to driving under the influence of drugs. He's sentenced to eight weeks in prison. 
uh, $2,000 fine and a five-year ban from driving. Wow. Oh, yeah. Five-year ban for driving? Well, Ben's probably more on the eight weeks of prison. No, the five-year ban from driving. Oh, all right. You're going to just do two months in. Okay. I mean, you're going to send me to jail and I get out and go drive away. Like the Uber, dude. That's what gets me about these. We talked about it. Like with, with Who was it? Was it Paris Hilton? Okay. You got this money, man. Yeah, pay somebody to drive. Oh, that's a regular time. Yeah, get somebody. <laughs> it all is all done. All you need is a full-time babysitter that can yeah. write a check, keep a calendar, and drive. Just you could, as much money as some of these people make, you could pay them $60,000 just to be your nanny. Just to make sure I don't do anything stupid. Like, Just don't let me drive. That's all your right. job. If you want to do something stupid, let's discuss it first. Yeah. It might be and a great. Sleep on it. It, it might be a great move for your uh, your your career. Well, well you, let's discuss it first. If you do something stupid, you might end up in prison, much like yogurt here. But October 11, two thousand ten, he's released from High Point Prison in Suffolk after serving four weeks. You got a quote from the man himself. He says, "Quote: I'd been treated with kindness by fellow inmates and prison staff alike, and as far as I can tell, I've uh, received no special treatment of any kind whatsoever, unless, of course." Uh, some of the guys here letting me win at pool table. They had a pool table? Apparently. Then There's I guess the they let them win. Um, where I work, we have a um, roller rink. What? Well, Are you kidding me? No, we're good. Roller rink. Roller rink. Like, you got to bring your own skates, or how's that work? No, they can buy them from a commissary, and they can rent them out. Huh. What the? Yeah. How did that become there's a also, thing, There's dude? also transcendental meditation. Well, that makes more That's sense. That's fine. That's yeah. just a closet in the corner nobody goes to. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be... The roller like, rink. I'm thinking there's toughening a Toughening up roller derby girls. Yeah, roller Shoot derby. The duck. Yeah. My first thing is you could fuck somebody up with a roller skate. Chicks dude. in there throwing elbows and kicking yeah. skates. What about when they do the, uh, what's the one where they turn the lights off? The, they, you know, get it all like slow songs and then oh. we, all of uh, people like us oh, have to. skate. The, we all have to go over and like get a soda pop. Camera playing video games. Yeah. yeah. I don't mm. want to do that. I would. I could. I'm not going to. November 2011, uh, not feeling well, like when the couple skates happens. Yogurt has to cancel the remainder of his tours. He becomes ill with pneumonia in Vienna, Austria, ultimately slipping into a coma. Oh. It's not a coma. <laughs> Austria? Coma? <laughs> Nailed it. After waking from the coma, Yogurt had a temporary West Country accent, and there was some concern he developed foreign accent syndrome. Like Madonna. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Although I think she just traveled to England and stayed there for a couple of days. That oh, is Madonna. a thing, though. People have strokes and they have, they'll yeah. speak with an accent or they'll. Hi, I'm George Michael. How y'all doing? <laughs> Got that West Country accent. No, I guess it's like West Country British accent. Just takes, so. He just wants to take his career in a different angle. You heard country music was killing it. Toby Keith at the time. Seriously. You might be onto something. He had his own bar. Want to yeah, talk about was, me? Want to talk ask. about I? Want to talk about number one on my, me, my, number one. Man, you are a fan. Even Garth Brooks. I can't no believe that's still today. The resurgence. I know. I don't want to talk about it. I it's can't crazy. believe it. I don't want to talk about you, 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 you. I want to talk about me. Brian's got a little bit of a closet <laughs> fetish for country music. Don't you guys. dare make fun of me for Chumbawamba ever again. <laughs> I have no leg to stand on, so. Uh, but uh, George did. Yogurt's released on December 21st. Discharge from the hospital. These these guys weren't ready for this news, but uh, Yogurt's like, hey, everybody at the hospital, I'm going to perform a free concert for just you guys. Okay, here's the thing. If I can interrupt, which I just did. <laughs> he he gets all this attention for you know these things that he got arrested for, like the drugs and stuff like that. But there are stories about the things that he had done anonymously, without mean? any recognition. When oh, he passed charity away. stuff, yeah. Like, John Lennon's piano was going up for auction. 
and there was a private investor that wanted to buy it. And George Michael, anonymously, am I, am I going there? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. But George Michael bought the piano and donated it to a museum because he's like, this should be for everybody to see. He was at a restaurant, and there was a woman that was the next booth over that was um, – she had to have some surgery or something like that. And she was talking about, like, she can't afford it, you know, insurance, blah, blah, blah. Anonymous donation. He paid for her surgery. Like, these stories are out there, man. Like, yeah, so the, the, that's what sucks. Like, they want to see people fall, right? Like we said earlier. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about the druggies. We talk about the, you know, they don't talk about. Well, his, these stories don't come out until after he passes away. And I understand, yeah, they're anonymous, you know, but hell, we worst, know that what Keanu Reeves did with the children's hospital. You know, I mean, people know. it's Well, the worst thing that George Michael did really in the, and that sunk him was he was gay, right? We'll get there. I mean, he got that. That's really where the turning point was. Was that one thing in the bathroom? The cops kind of yeah beat him up, messed it, him up. They then yeah. the paparazzi jumped on it. But and you the, yeah, but that was the worst thing he did. What was it gr- wasn't even drugs. What drugs did he do? I'll get there. Hold on. What was right. great about it, that was with the whole paparazzi thing is ultimately he got you know the final like fuck you because when he had passed away, they had um you know. That kind of like guerrilla tactics where these like jump over like their fence or whatever, take their picture of him. Mm. And there was a picture of him and he was he he was overweight. I mean he was looking pretty, pretty rough. It was it was bad. And uh so you know they they go it was well, like TMZ type thing. So they post it like on their website, their social medias and all this stuff. And just they were inundated with thousands like like I will never buy your subscription again. All right, you know I'm never gonna read your magazine again. Why would you do this? It's disrespectful to the point where they actually took the article down and the picture down. People like the yoga man. Yeah, can't mess with them. All right, February 2012. He's not dead yet. Two months after Did leaving the. No, well I mean I guess we're all gonna die. Uh, after, two months after leaving the hospital, he makes a surprise appearance at the Brit Awards in the O2 Arena in London. He uh, receives a standing ovation, presents Adele with the Best British Album Award. And uh, right there in March, he comes out and he goes, I'm healthy. So he starts a tour called the Symphonica Tour. And that's going to take place in the fall. So, good. A little hospital hiccup, but we're back on our feet. Yeah. October 17, 2012, uh, final concert of the tour was performed at London's Earl Court. May 16, 2013, uh, Yogurt sustains a head injury when he fell from a moving car in the M1 motorway uh, near St. Albans in Hertfordshire. Yeah, like Mrs. Sharp. Did you ever see that concert footage of Brett Michaels when that sign fell down and cocked him on the head? Oh, no. Yeah, it was like, like something one of his stage props, whatever, just came down. Level. I've seen a lot of concert footage wow. when the uh, the guys that are in Kiss fell, f- fall over. <laughs> They fall over on stage all the time. They're wearing six-inch heels, man. I mean, I you can't walk in those things. Yeah, right? <laughs> and they're 80. Yeah. yeah. That's true. It's still doing it. March 17, 2014, Symphonica is released and becomes Yogurt's seventh solo album, uh, number one album in the UK, ninth overall, including his Wham! chart toppers. December 25th, 2016, oh, sad day. Yogurt dies in his bed at home in Goring-on-Thames, age 53. On Thames. Thank you. He was found by his partner, uh, Fadid Fawaz, um, senior coroner at Oxfordshire, attributed yogurt's death to a dilated cardiomyopathy with myocarditis and a fatty liver. He might have been saved. That he, like, his boyfriend was sleeping in the car. What? Like, uh, so, yeah. Why? I Maybe again, a fight or something like that, but yeah, that's where he slept. Uh, 
Well, funerals held March 29, 2017. In a private ceremony, he's buried at Highgate Cemetery, North London, near his mother's grave. Yogurt won numerous uh, musical awards throughout his 30-year career. Three Brit Awards, Best British Male Artist Twice, four MTV Music Awards, four Ivor Novello Awards, three American Music Awards, two Grammy Awards, eight nominations. At the time of his death, he'd sold over 115 million records worldwide. As a solo artist, he sold over 80 million records, making him one of the best-selling music artists, period. He uh, sold a further 30 million uh, records with Wham!, between 2006 and 2008, according to reports, Yogurt earned $97 million from the 25 Live Tour alone. According to the Sunday Times, Rich List 2015 of the wealthiest British musicians, Yogurt was worth £105 million. Pounds. I'm not sure what that converts to. I think it's... Uh, a lot. Like 1.5. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, after his death, Yogurt's art collection was auctioned in England for 11.3 million pounds. Proceeds were donated to two various philanthropic organizations Yogurt gave to while he was alive, like Jason was saying, the art and pianos and stuff like that. But we're going to end it on a quote as we do from Giorgios Kairakos Panatayatu, George Michael himself. Quote, I don't want to look at other people my age in leather. Why would I put it on? George Michael, everybody. Yeah, I love George Michael, man. I think it sounds like the... I mean, I wasn't a big, huge fan of him. I heard all of his music, the big 80s stuff anyways. Yeah. And then all of his... You know, all the peaks that he had. And you definitely remember him from the tabloids. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna... I'm gonna walk away from this one going... I think I kind of got screwed a little bit. I think it's kind of tragic. I think so, too. I think there's a little tragedy to his life. I I feel feel like that that towards the end there, like he's trying to finally be himself and be like true to himself. And then all of a sudden the cops, I feel like the cops kind of set him up a little bit. So, I mean, looking into it. Let's say today someone equal were to get caught having some sort of a sexual relations in a bathroom. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a name, that's the one. It would make headline news. Yeah. It wouldn't sink them. No. Not now. People would be like, eh. Eh. No. Kind of saw that coming. What's uh, next? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, I, that's the thing. I do think it's tragic, though. I mean, the guy, so. I don't think he ever felt like he could truly be himself. You yeah. Would, I, I really don't. Yeah. The yeah. struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Well. He, I think he maybe had a little, a couple demons regardless. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. I'd like to use the word irregardless. So now we're getting into technical terms. <laughs> we're going to go back for some feedback. We got more feedback? Yay. There's always feedback, fellas. Oh, I can't. I got turned off. Got turned off. Smashy, smashy. There you go. We got a YouTube comment on the Erie Canal Soda Pop Festival. Fan favorite, sounds like. I think so. Gary Walters says, quote, the only crime committed uh, was by the state trying to keep people away from enjoying three days of great music and entertainment. I agree. Yet, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Yeah. All right. Yeah, people seem to like that Erie Canal Soda Pop Festival. I like the name. I agree. It is a cool name. Uh, we also got a speak pipe. We actually got a couple speak pipes. We got a speak pipe from Jay Dizzle. From all of us out here in Chicagoland, like to say greetings, happy holidays, wear your mask. Jay Dizzle, everybody, apparently from Chicago. Thank you, very Jay. Cool. He was he had, he had very his enunciation yeah, was I, he perfect. Yeah, good voice. Yeah. Very good. He had a really good voice. All right. What do go you away, do? Go away, Jay. Go Don't away. take this job over for me. And we finally got one more speak pipe. Uh, you tell me what you hear, but I'm going to say it's gosh, girl. I, you tell me. 
Hey guys, it's Thrasher Girl from Cali. I just wanted to let you guys know that you are really great and I am a really huge fan. My parents turned me on to your podcast and I enjoy them a lot. Me and my friends actually use parts of your podcast for a communication project. Oh, don't do that. Our class is split between Team Ben and Team Jason. We all agree Brian is always great. <laughs> Hashtag Shari Michelle. I like it. Hashtag Shari Michelle. That's awesome. There you go. She, uh, she's all, Brian is always great. Brian's always great. And and let us let you know, we all agree. Brian's always always great. great. There's never been a time in our lives where anybody in our circle, no, whether it's been someone romantically linked, just a friend linked, or a person that we've been out in public with, didn't agree that Brian was always great. Brian is always great. He's our rock. I love it. (laughs) All right. You know what? On that one, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it high note, guys. So we're gonna. We're going to get out of here for this week. If uh, you guys love me and uh, these other two guys, send us a speak pipe yourself. Go to crimemusic.com, scroll down to the widget, leave a speak pipe. You don't have to leave your name or anything like that. We'll put you on the air. You can tell us how great or honestly not great you think we are. Uh, boy, if you want to get a hold of us on the social medias, it's at Crime and Music everywhere that there's social media. And finally, you can send us anything you want at feedback at crimeandmusic.com. You guys got any parting words? I want to make funny. I was going to say, I'd like to hear what your wife says about Brian always being great. I even think your wife likes you. I, no, I'm great. She'll tell you. Uh, all right. If you can continue. find her. <laughs> <laughs> we will continue for myself, for Jason, for everybody here. Like the song says, never trust a big butt and a smile. That was a good one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.